Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries, you'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. I hope that you're all well. As you know by now, my name is Mart. I am your host. And this week, I am joined by one of our listeners, but she is also a resident feng shui expert on ITVs this morning. We've got our little pocket rocket, Kimberly Gallagher, on the show all the way from Australia. Kimberly, how are you? I am rather fabulous. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I'm really excited to get into this conversation. And I remember seeing you on this morning and I think oh, you were wow. Dermot and Alison. Yes. And then you messaged me one day and I was like, why do I recognize her face? And then when I clicked on it, it was like resident feng shui expert on this one. And I was <laughs> like, oh, there we go. <laughs> so do you kind of want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Just tell us a little bit about your journey, how feng shui came into your life and how it's impacted you. Take us right back to the start. Okay, so for me, it all changed in lockdown. I think I, like many of us in lockdown, I decided that I needed to be in control about the information that I was listening to. So I pretty much turned off the TV, turned off the news and started listening to more podcasts. And I was just so happened to be listening to a podcast whilst I was cleaning about somebody talking about feng shui and how it can be used to attract a partner in your life. And my instant reaction was, what a load of, is that? Like, how, <laughs> how on earth can feng shui help you attract somebody into your life? So I had a bit of time on my hands in lockdown, you know, so I did quite a bit of research and quite a bit of Googling and I wanted to prove it wrong. I wanted to prove that it was just this thing that was just, you know, this ancient thing that nobody really talks about now. But yeah. what I found out was that actually a lot of banks have their own feng shui consultants. Hotels do, um, airports do, shopping centers do. And I thought, well, why on, I, why on earth do they get to do this? And me at home have no idea that there's this thing out there that can really change the energy in your home. And I think I was so aware of the stress levels in the home over lockdown. And I was I was a teacher. I was made redundant from my position because it was a land-based college. So obviously the students weren't going to the you know, to the land, if you like. So my role was being made redundant. I had a product-based business, which, you know, over lockdown was a pretty tough gig <laughs> to have. And so I thought, you know what, I need my home analyzed. I need my home to be calm. I need this flow of good energy and I need some bloody help with my business. Like, I just <laughs> feel like I'm banging my head against a brick wall. And I'm sure yeah. we've all been there like, I described it like being in a maze. You go a thousand miles an hour and then bang, something happens. No, not that avenue, the next avenue. And I thought, I'm just ready to try anything. So I had my home feng shui and feng shui works with intention, just like manifestation. And I was doing all the manifestation stuff. I had the post-it notes everywhere. I was probably manically manifesting, you know, just like, I will, <laughs> earn, <laughs> yeah, I will earn this much money. And I had post-it notes like all over with these numbers on that I just change all the time. And I didn't really know what, it, you know, where I was going. So <laughs> I had the intention that I wanted peace and calm in the home, but I also wanted a business that flowed. Yeah. That was just a joy to have. That I worked with beautiful people 
I could help people. I wanted to do good. You know, from being a teacher, I think it was in me. I, I just, I like that feeling of being able to help people. And so I put all the remedies into the home. Some of them are look completely normal. Some of them a little bit entering into crazy land. But, you know, <laughs> I feng shui my whole home without my husband knowing. So he had no idea. Wow. And Honestly, when I'm adding stuff around my home, Johnny's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he will literally be like, why have you got a cat by the front door, like waving its arm? And I'm like, it's waving in abundance. You've got to get into the swing of things. <laughs> do you not like So he it? never noticed. Like, he did not notice. So because my skill, what I do is I work with people in their homes so that nobody knows. It's like this secret okay. little thing that we've got going on. And a month after putting everything in, I had an email from the lady who analyzed my home to say, I'm running mm. the very last certification course. Would you, you know, would you like to be part of it? And you know, when you get that gut feeling and I was like, oh God, this is it. Like, this is it. I had no intention of doing this. And then of course I found out how much it was and it was $10,000 and it was a year course. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I don't have the money to do this. And we were about to go on holiday and I thought, right, this is a conversation over a pina colada. It's not something to do like <laughs> as we're packing to go. And yeah. so I had the conversation with my husband. So bearing in mind, he had no idea that I feng shui the house. And now I'm saying, I want to do this course and it's going to cost $10,000. And he sort of looked at me and he said, well, I suppose I'm going to have to do like the supportive husband thing and go, okay, that's fine. But also you know, how are you going to pay me back? Like I had to ask him, you know, I don't have those savings as a teacher. Yeah. And, and I said, I promise I'll pay you back. And he's, and he just sort of laughed and he was like, but you don't earn that money at the minute. I was like, somehow I will find a way to pay you back. And so I started the course. I started helping people with like businesses with their Instagram accounts, because that's mm -hmm. what I'd learned to do with my business, the, the product-based mm -hmm. business that sort of paid for my tuition, if you like. He did find out that I feng shui the house because he went into my daughter's bedroom and I heard this, Kim, I was like, what? And he went, why is there a 28 kilogram weight in Amy's wardrobe? <laughs> a 28 kilo weight? Yeah, and I think he was actually impressed that I'd managed to get it up out of the garage into her wardrobe. So, we use metal in feng shui. This is the maddest yes. one of all. We use metal in feng shui. I was going to say, shui. because I was going to ask you to explain the five elements as well. So you <laughs> yeah. might as well explain this. I might this as well start with a mad like, one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, why is there a 28 kilo weight? <laughs> Funny enough, my husband has said exactly the same. So um, metal acts almost like a giant crystal. It's the grounding part of the five elements. It's the calming it absorbs all the negative energy but okay. the analysis tells us where to put it because if we put it in an area that has good flow of energy it's going to absorb that as well so we oh. need to put it into places that absorbs this sort of negativity and then we create this beautiful flow around the home of absorbing the bad bringing in the good and just making it all flow so I spent a year learning this whole practice but one thing I realized was that I found it difficult to understand. And I, I mean, I'm sure you love your lucky cat. 
I didn't I necessarily want a lucky cat, although I did end up getting one because somebody got me one as a secret Santa. So I was like, well, if someone's bought it for me, I'm going to have to put it up. Um, but I just, I wanted it to be really subtle. And I realized that there are people like me out there that want to create a calm home. They want to have this peaceful life. They want flow in their life and they don't necessarily want all of this, you know, sort of Chinese artifacts around their home. So that's where my business sort of stemmed from. The Feng Shui Flow was this really simple, taking this quite rigid practice of a 4,000 year old tradition and putting it into our modern day homes. And I launched my business on my birthday, November last year. And it has been an absolute ride since. <laughs> I was going to say, because we were just talking about this, weren't we, prior to hitting record in this episode. Yeah. And I I honestly thought you'd been doing this maybe three or four years. And you were like, no, I did the course three <laughs> years ago in 2020 during the lockdown. Yeah. But I actually only launched my business in November last year. Yeah. And then in February, you were appointed as the feng shui expert on this morning. Yeah. How crazy in just three months. I mean, just so crazy. And it was because it was Chinese New Year. So they wanted somebody on that was um, probably a female on because it was quite male heavy. So Guan was on. There was, you know, somebody dressed as a lion, a giant rabbit, like all, you know, all the good stuff that, that this morning has. And so they wanted a female to come on and just explain some stuff in a way that probably people might be able to understand. And that's, you know, that's how it started. And it was probably the most petrifying but amazing thing that I've ever done in my life. Um, I can't believe that was only February because I literally remember watching that and I thought that was like a year or so ago. <laughs> I've just lost track of time completely. I know. So that was February. My products went on, I think, four weeks after that for or maybe a bit longer for International Women's Day and then it went back mm. on again. Um, and then we've moved over to Australia, which was absolutely part of my journey because as part of the intention, it was to have a business that was completely remote because I knew yeah. that we were coming over here. So I have a business that I work with, you know, this week I've worked with somebody from New Jersey, Belgium, Ireland, and Australia, which is just amazing, all from the comfort of my lounge. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that we can do that um, in this day and age as well? Like, I just incredible. love it. Like people always say to me, like, oh, would you ever move abroad? And I used to say no, but now I'm kind of at the point where like, you know, if I appointed someone in my office, they could easily sell all of my crystals for me and I could yeah. just replenish them, like talking to the minds and things like that. But it doesn't actually physically require me to be in-house. So I'm starting to think more like long-term goals. Like, yeah. do I want to stay in the UK permanently? Or is this something that I could do virtually? Like, from, probably not from Australia because I couldn't deal with the spiders and the snakes but um, I've not seen any yet touch wood oh <laughs> honestly I have seen so many in my friends photos and videos that have moved to Australia and I was like yeah. nah not for me sorry <laughs> I'm not even going to visit uh, I've just got such a phobia but um but just going back to the five elements because yeah. we briefly touched on it then you mentioned about metal so yeah. the others there's there's fire wood water and yeah. air is that right yeah, so we so they they all work together. So we have fire that brings this lovely um, energy, the lovely effervescence. We have the water that brings flow. We have metal that absorbs. We have wood that is like growth and strength, and then we have earth that's grounding. So 
all of the stuff that we're surrounded with and it's all the mm. things that are used in Chinese medicine not that I particularly was into Chinese medicine but it's it's the same theory it's like acupuncture for the home so yeah. where you'd have acupuncture and somebody or like reflexology where they'd wiggle your little toe and all of a sudden your shoulder feels better you know that's the same as like in feng shui where we make these really small changes around the house and and it just brings that flow that good energy and for me it was the missing part of the manifestation puzzle that yeah. and the the way i sort of explain it is that i was doing all that i thought i could do i mean you're the manifestation like expert but i was doing what i thought i could <laughs> yeah you know i'll take that thanks very much <laughs> and i I just thought I was doing everything I could. And the way that Feng Shui can sometimes come in, it's a bit like having a mobile phone, trying to make a call, but when you're in the middle of the woods and you've got no signal, that your house is covered in this energy that doesn't allow that signal to flow. And we've all been in those homes where you go in and you just think, oh, this is so draining. And you come out (laughs) and you feel exhausted. Or the other side of it, you know, those houses where everybody in that house is crazy. The, the, you know, the people in it, the animals, like everyone's just going a million miles an hour and then they hit burnout. And so my job is to just find that beautiful middle balance of the yin and the yang energy and just to create a place that doesn't have that noise in the background like you know when you go on holiday and you have that beautiful time to reflect and think because you haven't got the noise around you yeah you can create that feeling in your home and have that space and that clarity in your home and that's what I try and do with people I love that and you've got a free download on your website as well haven't you that explains like all the feng shui benefits and like simplified as well and it's it's like yeah. so easy to follow because I downloaded it and I'm like this is amazing <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you like, that's what I try and do I try and make it really simple and what we do in feng shui is we divide the home into nine different areas yeah and you a, may a have bagua, heard people it? Yes, I was about to say you might have heard the Bagua map. Look at you. Um, so this is the Bagua map. It's I call it a magic grid because yeah. it just sort of puts it into, I'd guess, my language, a bit more simple. <laughs> magic grid, okay. And we use the compass and it has the central area, north, south, east and west and southeast and all of that. And you basically work with your home because each of these areas represents different areas of your life. Yeah. So for example, the central area of your home represents your health. Yeah. So that's your physical health and your mental health and your self-acceptance as well. So when we talk about like the first steps of feng shui, quite often it's about decluttering because you want that energy to be able to move around your home and the more crap that you have in the way, the harder it is for that energy to flow around your home. So But what I try and do is break it down because if somebody said to me, right, you need to declutter your whole home, it's so overwhelming and it's such an emotional journey. So start with the central because, you know, without your health, there's no wealth. So start with that area. And the one thing to not not do in your central area is burn candles. Now, this normally makes people fall off their chair because it tends to be the place like in the hallway or something like that, that people burn their candles because effectively you're burning that health energy in your home. 
Okay. I didn't know <laughs> that. And I'm very concerned now because all I'm thinking is that's exactly where I light candles pretty much every day, even in the summer. You're not the only one. Honestly, I feel like I'm constantly the bearer of bad news <laughs> to people. Like... <laughs> I love candles. I bloody love a candle, but just try not to have it in the central area of your okay, home. Okay, I'm going to make a note of that. Can I ask a question as well? Because this is something that yeah, very confuses me. So I think I read yeah. a book, and my, uh, forgive me if I'm getting this totally wrong, but I'm sure it was The Happy Home by Patricia Lohan. Could be wrong. I'm trying to yes. squint up there, yeah. it's up there on my shelf. And it basically explains about the bagua, but it also explains that if you stand at your front door, that should be where the south is, whereas someone else has said to me, and since I've done loads of research and you've just said there, you should always use a compass. So is it different between like traditional and Western? Is that kind of where the, the, the difference comes in? How does that differ and which one should we be using? So... If I'm totally not, so I did my training with Patricia Lohan, oh, so did I you? learned from her. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So the way I use it is by using a compass. Okay. However, to explain that methodology in a book is really hard. Yeah. So there's lots of different schools of feng shui. Some people take that the entrance is the north. Some people take it that the entrance is the south. Yeah. But I think, you know, if you're really going to do this, let's use the compass so yeah, that you probably. actually know whether it's north or south and doing it properly. Yeah. So, but the difficulty is trying to get that down in black and yeah. white. So what I do for people, one of the services that I offer is I have a map my home um analysis where it's um you sort of send in your floor plans and I just send you back the exact map of your home so you know exactly where these areas are in your home because I didn't even start off doing that but the amount of questions that I got from people especially my very good friends we went out for dinner once and we all had a compass out my friend was like surely it depends on where you're standing and everywhere yeah. is north as to where you're looking I was like oh dear we did go to school like it's not like north is north not just if I'm standing this way and looking that way and looking that way so I do offer that because I think it's really hard but there are many different schools of feng shui which is why it makes it so complicated yeah I did think because um obviously like Every time I've seen a bagua, it's just been on paper and it's just been like, you know, place your front door here at the bottom center and not everyone's front door yeah. faces that way. Like I know Fran, yeah. for example, her old house, it used to have a door that went into the left, but then the rest of the house was, you had to turn right and go straight down the rest of the house. So it differs for everyone, doesn't it? But I also know that I'm currently living in something that's called a shotgun house where the energy literally goes straight from the front door and you can see straight through to the back door yeah. and out into the garden. And I remember reading that we should be blocking things of the, the flow of key, the chi, is it? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So how do we go about that? Is it just the way of like putting, um, you know, like bits of um, furniture and things in the way so that it blocks the energy and disperses it around the room? What's all that about? Oh, you're very well read, Mark, I have to say. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for your homework. Do my research. <laughs> so, yeah, so in Feng Shui, the good energy comes through your front door and it leaves, the yeah. bad energy leaves out of your back door. So yeah. if you can see the back door from your front door, the theory is that that good energy is just going to go straight out. That's what the shotgun refers yeah. to, that nothing, is that good energy is not going to stay in your home and you want it to stay because that's what's going to bring you the wealth, the happy relationships, the flow of good energy. So 
there's a few things that you can do. It happens in our new home here as well. You can literally see like straight out the back when you open the door. So there's some really simple things that you can do. You could put in a chandelier, sort of like crystal type light, for example. So as you come through the front door, and that's why a lot of hotels use them because it dissipates the energy, like the light just reflects off it, the energy yeah. reflects off it. And it's a really simple way. Again, no one would know that that was feng shui, that you had that in there. You could also have a plant. Plants are really good at, again, deflecting the energy, but we like real plants rather than artificial plants because it's got that. That's fake <laughs> in the background there. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. But <laughs> I've got some real ones on my desk right here, but that one is fake just because I have, we've got a real banana leaf at home and they're not as green as that. They're all brown. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> world's worst. I have no green fingers whatsoever, so I can't, I cannot comment. <laughs> so a real plant mart would go in there. Okay. Um, or if you have your stairs coming down as well, you could even just hang like a crystal type necklace off the banister. And again, okay. that would sort of deflect it off. And then things in your hallway, it's like this fine balance between clutter and furniture. So mm. we've ended up putting like a sideboard down with some shells on because again, that's sort of the undulation of the of the shells would just bounce that energy around so there's some really simple things that you can do and I think that's the thing like so many books I mean I was reading a book so I was doing some research because I have a book out with publishers at the minute and I was doing some research I was like right I need to read what's out there and even I was confused and I wanted to sell my house because I was like well we're bugger like literally we can't keep anything in this house because it doesn't work yeah so there's there's just so many different ways of looking at things and so many confusing way of looking at things that my job, I think, in this feng shui world is to explain it in a way that doesn't make you want to sell your home and that you can put things mm. in where no one would know and it's not going to cost you a fortune. So with that in mind, and obviously taking the bagware into account, are there any specific rooms in a home like... I'm trying to explain this, that aren't particularly in line with the Bagua, but are there specific rooms in a home where particular feng shui is important? So, for example, maybe um, having water running in a bathroom yeah. or in a bedroom or something like that. Are there any specific rooms that, that would be important? In? Definitely. So once you've almost, once you've sort of, feng shui is like layering. So you've started off and you've gone, yeah. okay, the southeast area, that's my wealth area. Okay, so we look at yeah. the map. This is where it physically is in the home. But then we also say that the kitchen is also linked to prosperity and especially the stove, like your, the yes. hob, because this is the fire. This is the, almost like the nourishment of the house. So keeping that clean is really important. And I did a post about this on my Instagram last week about cleaning your stove. And two people, no word of a lie, two people messaged me and said that they won the lottery, not like the millions, but they won on the lottery after cleaning their stove last week. And well, I'm going to go and buy some Mr. Muscle after this. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard as well that in to do with the stoves, if you had them traditional ring burners, people used to put a mirror behind them. So it looked yes. like they were doubling the yes. amount of rings that they actually had. Yeah. Was that the so, same reason? Yeah. It's like, um, so your stove is bringing in the nourishment to the home and nice. traditionally sort of traditionally nourishment is like harvest it's and it, over the years it's evolved into whatever wealth means to yeah. us so 
by having that reflection, you're doubling that amount of nourishment that you have coming into the home. So that's why it's really important to keep it clean. So that's the kitchen, for example. Now, the flip side of that, where the energy goes is your bathrooms and your toilets, because in feng shui, they're basically a waste room. So everything that we don't want in the house comes out of those drains there. So making sure that the toilet seat lids are closed, that the doors to the toilets closed, the doors to any en-suites are closed, that you put the plugs down the drains, like all those things to stop that energy escaping. So they're probably the two. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. main rooms that are linked to things but of course in the bedroom there's lots that you can do there for attracting romance attracting partners you know making sure that if you were single and you want wanting to attract a partner in your life that the bed is like in the middle of the bedroom so that there would be space for a partner to be able to get in the bed rather than the bed being against the wall having two lamps on the side of the bed, having two cushions, you know, having room in the wardrobe for that person. And it all comes up, like the same with manifestation, like have you got room in your life for that person? And then the feng shui is just this like layering of things that you can do with your furniture and the layout of the home that would just maximize the chances of that happening. I was going to say because decluttering and reorganization, that is like a manifestation practice, but it is deep rooted, isn't it, in feng shui? Because it's like we always say when we declutter, we give thanks to stuff. I'm talking Marie Kondo here. Um, (laughs) But when we like give thanks to something that doesn't spark joy anymore and we get rid of that, the universe is like, okay, here's something else to fill that void. And I think that kind of plays that same kind of role in feng shui as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Like your home should bring you happiness and joy. And, you know, if you have a wardrobe full of clothes that make you feel guilty because you don't fit into them, you know, from 10 years ago, Mm. that's not going to make you feel very good when you're around it. If you're manifesting a new job in your life, you know, don't have, I mean, when I did my my bookshelf, I still had folders from when I was teaching. I was like, I don't want to teach anymore. I needed to get rid of them. In our loft, we had, I had lanyards from when I worked at companies, you know, 20 years ago. So it's about clearing it. It's about making you feel the best that you can in your space. But then it's also 
the physical clearing of things so that the energy can flow. Yeah. I ha- I kind of struggle with that as well, though, because there's sometimes where I think, oh, I'll just put that in my memory box. Yeah. I don't have a memory box. It tends to be <laughs> the back of me drawer. Um, but it is literally just like loads of crap. Like I live, I don't know, like had a VIP like I had a meet and greet with the sugar babes last year, random. Um, I've got one next week as well. <laughs> um, but I had, <laughs> I know, but I had a VIP meet and greet with the sugar babes uh, last year, and I got a lanyard, and I was like, yeah. I can't get rid of that. Then I bought myself a VIP package at Beyonce, and I got that lanyard, and I was like, I can't get rid of that. So I have all these bloody lanyards, but they are like memories. So yeah. how do we kind of differentiate memories between tat because it is technically tat. <laughs> isn't it really <laughs> I mean it is but so there's two things does it bring you joy so when you look at it do you go oh my god that was amazing does it make the memory any more deeper by having a lanyard than actually a being going to the event so does having that lanyard yeah. make those feelings any stronger and then the biggest question is would you take it with you if you moved house that as soon as somebody says about decluttering would it deserve a place in your new home? And if not, then it's time to rehome. But I tend to do like a, a two-stage decluttering with people because it is emotional. Mm. So I tend to say, look, move it into your garage. Or quite often we I end up having, you know, bin liners full of stuff in the boot of my car. You know, okay, <laughs> I will take it to the charity shop. Yeah. Um never happens. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's then you haven't physically got rid of it. And then after a month, if you haven't grabbed it and moved it back into your home, then it's time for it to to move on. But you know, we still have these memories. We we yeah. we don't need stuff to remind us of those great times oh i'm gonna have to get rid of my little mixed bum bag aren't i really (laughs) (laughs) i got it and i brought do you know what it is right i paid an extortion for these tickets they were like 180 pound each (laughs) and johnny my partner wouldn't pay that much to go and see little mix but i was like i'm paying it we are going to go and see them we are going to be front row we're going to get all this merch and i paid the 360 quid for the two of us and there was a little girl next to him and we got a little mix bum bag with some like pin badges, <laughs> don't know why, and a VIP lanyard. And he said to the little girl, oh, do you want my bum bag? And I was like, yeah, fucking what? I was like, that was £180. <laughs> Honestly, I was raging. And I put mine in the back of my drawer and it's never been out in three years. Yeah, I mean, you probably could have paid the same for a Gucci one. You would have got more Yeah, probably. <laughs> It is lovely, but sorry if any members of Little Mix are listening, like <laughs> probably going in the bin when I get well, home. No, no, but we all get caught up in it. We, we've all got yeah. stuff. And I think I've just gone through it from moving to Australia. Like we didn't ship anything out here. We have stuff in storage at home, but everything was just in suitcases that we brought over. Yeah. And I can't tell you how lovely it is to have a wardrobe. Like I only bought stuff with me that I loved wearing like it's amazing how many pairs of jeans and the same type of jeans that you can collect over the years and yeah. I bought two pairs of jeans with me all right I know we're in Australia but everything in my wardrobe I get so much joy out of wearing I haven't got any of that stuff that you go oh, I'll just throw it on because it's old like don't get me wrong there's times yeah. I think well I wish I just had an old t-shirt to throw on but I wear everything in there and it's probably a quarter of what I had in the UK and it makes me happy when I see all of the clothes in there. I really really need to do that um, 
There's stuff in my wardrobe with tags on. There's stuff mm-hmm. that I haven't worn in years. And I think I need to differentiate and have a winter wardrobe and a summer wardrobe yeah. as well. Because half of my wardrobe is tucked up with, you know, really thick jumpers and yeah. coats. And it just bulges everything out and crushes everything. And they're yeah. all probably in there like, oh, does my head in. I spoke to somebody the other day and they had this really good tactic for your wardrobe where she would face all the hangers one way. And when she'd worn it, she'd turn the hanger around. And so oh, she so could then could see in the last six months, actually, what have I worn and whether it deserves to stay or not. So there you go. You could try that one. I'm getting so much content out of this episode. <laughs> I don't know about you lot listening, but oh my God, I'm going to put so much into practice when I get home. <laughs> I read as well, you might be able to clarify this, that some colours have an impact on the feng shui of a space as well. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Colour's massive. You know, we know that when we wear colour, like you, you put something on, you wear all black and that can really lower your mood. So we... We again we use the element colours and the easiest ones to use are if we talk about fiery colours, so reds, yellows, burnt oranges, pinks, those sorts of things in the home. Now they're great because they can bring that lovely bit of energy, and I call it that effervescence, like you want that little bit of buzz in the home, but mm. too much of it can bring like stress and anxiety and too much of what we call the yang energy so that really high energy and if you then put that into the kitchen for example where that is already a fire element area then that can have that double impact and really bring that sort of stress level where you know quite often the kitchen is the place where everybody you know talks about the day they bring home the energy from the day so just being really aware of the fiery colors around the home and especially in children's bedrooms um we often I don't know we go through this thing that like you have this really calm decor until they're like two and then you go bang right there's your you know (laughs) your favorite whatever it is character let's have that on your duvet have a pillow that has this have your favorite poster here and no wonder the poor things can't sleep like it's the total opposite to what you have in baby's rooms and to what you have in, you know, your bedroom where we want it nice and calm. So color can have a massive impact. And it's just, you know, being aware of the colors and coming up to Christmas, you know, I'm really wary of this, but I just want to just, people just be careful about the amount of red decorations that they put in the house because Christmas is a really stressful time. And adding all of that red and all of that stuff and all of that clutter into your home can sometimes make it feel a little bit edgy. So if you had a not so calm Christmas last year, maybe bring in some blues and silvers and those sort of like cooler watery colors and those metallic colors. And that will just bring a bit more grounding into your space. I was going to say, I think about 15 years ago, one of my friends at the time moved into her own like house. It was her first house. Yeah. And um, she got us round to decorate the house and things. And I remember we were painting her bedroom blood red. And I mean, Ooh. blood red. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it's supposed to bring like passion and sex and fire <laughs> and oh, feistiness. And I was like, okay, hun, they had such an abusive, like turbulent relationship that wow. lasted maybe six to eight months, I'd say at tops. 
And then they ended up splitting up with each other because wow. I think they both cheated on each other in the end. But I was like, I think that red could have contributed to that. It, do it you think? really can. So as I said, I used to teach and I've been helping a few teachers with their classrooms recently. And like red is the fiery colors. You just would not want those in a classroom, never let, yeah. you know, let alone in a bedroom. Um Purple is also another color to avoid in the bedroom because that can bring sexual frustration. So you don't want that in the bedroom as well. Um, but it, it definitely has an impact. And I think, you know, if you imagine going out and you wearing red head to toe, like you would feel like you're ready to take on the world. Like this is sort yeah. of thing that Beyonce would wear. But she wouldn't be wearing that all day because she'd just be exhausted, like the energy to sort of take that on. So yeah, red in bedrooms is something I'd probably avoid. <laughs> so you've talked about some simple adjustments yeah. that, you know, we can make. And I've got a list as long as my arm right here, obviously. <laughs> but what else can we do? Like, or what can people do right now that are listening to make their spaces like more optimally feng shui'd, if that makes sense? Totally. Do you know the easiest thing? The first thing that I say to people is start opening your back door. That's where the bad energy leaves. So you open that first and literally, and I'm sure, you know, most of your listeners might not care what their neighbors think. You can shout, <laughs> leave the house, bad energy. Like you just get out of here and wave it out of your back door. Then you want to close your back door and open the front door because the front is where the good comes in. So do this cycle daily and that will just get that energy flowing. You want to make sure that your windows are kept clean as well because the good energy also comes in through your windows. Really just be mindful of the clutter that you have in your house and just being aware that surround yourself with things that bring you joy. And just really simple things like that don't work in your bedroom. You know, think of the energy that everything has yeah. and put everything away at nighttime, whether that's kids' toys, whether that's your work, you know. I mean, I'm awful. I'm always on my phone before I go to bed, you know. It's terrible. And people say, don't have your phone by the side of bed. I do have my phone by the side of my bed. But, you know, just be aware of the things that are bringing you stress. So is your kitchen the stressful place? Just open the window and let the good energy flow. Yeah. I was going to say, because in my in my house we never like I always say to my partner we never go to bed when there's washing up in the sink or yes. on the draining board we always make a point of putting everything away everything yeah. has its own place everything yeah. gets put away before we go to bed yeah but something I do on the first of each month and you probably heard this if you listen to past podcast episodes the first of each month it's quite a witchy thing but I get some cinnamon and I blow it um, from the outside across my threshold into my door because it's supposed to bring in like abundance and wealth and prosperity. But then what I also do straight after is I get just a wet cloth or like some like a cleanse and wipe kind of thing and I'll give the the front door like basically a rub down. Then I've also got some feng shui coins in an envelope <laughs> underneath my doormat. But yeah. I always make sure that that front door is, you know, it looks clean. It looks inviting because to me, that's inviting the the kind of abundance and prosperity into my home and all that good energy, like you say. And as yeah. soon as one of my plants die out the front, I'm like, yeah. oh, get rid. I'm replacing it with a new one because it's bringing in that fresh, vibrant energy again. Is that the right way to go about it? Totally, totally. So your front door is where all that good energy comes in. So if you visualize walking into your front door, 
are your bins at your entrance quite often like Mine our are. bins are yeah so you can get you know from b&q the wooden sort of covers like put them under mm. there so that you don't see them because it, it it's twofold it's the energy that's coming in but it's also how you're feeling when you're coming into your house as well so if you think from an energy point of view your bins any dead dead plants, any dead leaves, like anything like that that's coming into the house. You don't want that energy, but also like visually how that's going to make you feel like you're already probably coming in going, oh, I've got to take the bins out again. I've got to Mm. do the gardening, like all of these things that you've got to do. So if you just have a think about that, and I also think actually coming into winter, something to be aware of in your garden is any stagnant water, because the flow of water, if it's placed in the right area. So if you think of, you know, Dubai and Las Vegas, those fountains, they're not there by accident. They are there from a hotel point of view to bring in that flow of energy. So stagnant energy is the opposite of that. So whether that's, you know, if you have covers over your garden furniture and puddles collect in there or in plant pots, all those things, you need to get rid of that water as well, because that's not doing anything for that lovely flow coming into your house. Mm, that's very interesting. I can think of a few, like <laughs> a few things in my garden that do collect energy like that. Cause I've got like a canopy, um, the kind of, I'm always having to like push it up yes. a bit so that yeah, it, yeah. the water comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And having like bird feeders in your garden as well. Like animals are amazing feng shui. They bring love and they bring energy and they just bring like that freedom. So feeding birds in your garden is a really lovely thing because if you think the force of the bird coming in, it's like that constant circulation of lovely energy. Mm, A lot to think about there. So you work (laughs) with people as well, don't you? One to one. And you were saying like you're doing that virtually and things. So You've also got a feng shui practitioner course, is that correct? Yes, yes. So I have, I'm now teaching people to become feng shui consultants, which is an absolute dream because I feel that I'm like paving the way for people to be speaking more and more about feng shui. I'm trying to do, you know, the feng shui PR and just getting the word out there. So (laughs) I've just started a lovely course. I have a waiting list for the next course, which will be the beginning of next year. And then I also work with people on a one-to-one basis, which is uh, feng shui flow analysis. And I do it all completely remotely. And that's where I really analyze what's going on in the home. I find out what the underlying energy is. And I then prescribe you almost the remedies that you can then put into your home to create that beautiful flow of energy. I love that. And I'll pop all of Kimberly's links in the show notes as well. But Kimberly, just before we leave, do you ever use crystals in terms of feng shui? And if you do, like what kind of crystals? Because I've got kind of, you know, like selenite, tourmaline, and what else have I got? Quartz by my front door. I've got selenite above it just to kind of get rid of that negative energy. Yeah. Do you use crystals in your home or where do you place them? I know we've got like wealth balls that we could put crystals in in our wealth corner. Um, How else can we incorporate crystals? So I was really sad. I had to leave quite a few of my crystals back in the UK when I moved over. I know. I bet they sat there crying. Oh, don't. It literally like breaks (laughs) my heart. I know, I do. I do. I did gift them on to people. I'm not sure whether that's good karma or bad karma. Mm. But um, yeah, so... 
I love a selenite and I love a tourmaline and I, I love the idea of them at the front door to act like sponges. Last yeah. Christmas, I was telling people to hide them under the dining room table if they have like people around dinner that they don't like. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Literally sellotape <laughs> them underneath the table and burn candles around them. Um, I love things like ameth- amethyst in terms of um, my daughter has one in her bedroom. So when she's doing her homework, it's a really nice calming and balancing um crystal in her home so citrine for me is a a really powerful crystal um and I have yeah I have a beautiful bowl that I'm just slowly adding to my collection um but it's definitely part of feng shui and I think now especially because of like you and what you do crystals are becoming part of a a decorative item that looks beautiful and that people almost don't have to explain it anymore you know I remember having a friend growing up and I was like oh my god they're mad they've got a crystal in their house (laughs) whereas it's a lot more socially acceptable isn't it I know and you're like oh my god it's it's like a piece of nature it's beautiful and so it's definitely something that I advise people to put in their homes and just to go with whatever their heart calls for them yeah so where do you see yourself in five years time obviously you mentioned about your book and things like that when does that come out I can't say yet so oh okay <laughs> no that's Just okay the spot no, no 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 it's okay it's very much in the baby stages of right. being put together um okay. so there's that but you know, just putting it out there. I honestly see myself having a TV program. That's what I want to do. I, you know, we've got the decluttering and I just feel that if we could add on a feng shui Mm -hmm. element to really bring peace and calm to people's lives, I just think it would just be the most magical way of, you know, my manifestation every day is, you know, show me how to spread the magic of Feng Shui with as many people around the world today as possible. And I just feel that by doing something like that, then more people could just make these really simple changes and have the most beautiful homes to live in. Do you know what? Like I have spoke about this so much. I would love a Netflix show where, and I would watch it myself, <laughs> like even if it was someone else. Um, but I would love a Netflix show where like I travel the world and I like go to Australia to see you and talk about feng shui. Oh. Then I would go and like do meditation with monks or then I would come to like the UK and do like, um, what's it called? Like a, a sound bath and stuff like that. And yeah. just like travel the world and meet all these different people that have all these different spiritual practices. So if there's anyone from Netflix listening, I'm putting that out there. But I would absolutely love that. And I think it's such yeah. a good idea. I would watch that because I watched, um, I don't know if you've watched it, called The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. No, I haven't watched that. Oh, you need to watch that. That's oh. on Netflix. Um, okay. It's only six episodes. But Gwyneth Paltrow basically sends all of her um, employees to different spiritual practices. So they do ice baths. They do oh, okay. um, what's got ayahuasca and yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah. So she sends them on and then they all like talk about their spiritual experiences. So a bit like that, but with That'd like, be amazing. You know, all of our little connections. I would love something like that. And I think, you know, what's really nice is that people are becoming more and more open to it. You know, if oh, my 100%. husband can now be on board with Feng Shui and metal in the home, like then anyone can be open to it. And I just think like the language is changing, the sort of social acceptance of it. You know, like you were talking in your previous podcast episodes about the happy place of fish, like the festival Mm. and, you know, even car fest, you know, with Virgin, that's definitely on my vision board to go and speak there. You know, 
all of these people, you know, the fact that Kirsty Gallagher does her moon readings on Virgin Radio every month, like yeah. how amazing is that? Like it's just, it's brilliant. And I, I just feel that the next five years is is going to be huge because I feel that people, you know, you don't even have to be, you know, into whatever it is that you believe in it's just a different way of viewing the world and a different practice that can help you get through the trials and tribulations of life you know rubbish stuff still happens I can't stop that you can't stop that you know but we have ways that you can deal with it and to just live a more content life and I feel that if we can share that with as many people around the world, then our job here is done. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because even like if I think back 30 years ago to watching the National Lottery on a Saturday night, we used to have Mystic Meg. Yes. And she used to be <laughs> yeah. like, you know, trying to predict the, the lottery numbers. And she was never right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it was like, it was kind of a, a P-take, but at the same time, yes. she was an actual psychic yeah. and she used to have columns in newspapers where, yeah. you know, like, and then we had, um, I think it was called Russell, can't remember his surname, but he used to do all yes. the stars, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, your horoscopes yeah. and things. And it used to be the first thing I would do, I would pick up the TV magazine and yeah. I wouldn't look at like what the programs were. I would flip right to the back page to see my stars for the week. Yes. And I'll be like, yeah. oh my God. But people nowadays are hooked on that, don't they? And yeah. they, they are so, so like more socially acceptable yeah. than ever before. 30 years ago, we used to see it as a bit of a, you know, uh, it's a gimmick, but now it's it's becoming part of the norm. And I yeah. think people are actually opening the rise to that and being acceptable of it. All I was going to say was, I think just the language that we're using, like even in terms of the moon, okay, and you know, living, we used to go down to Cornwall and the power of the moon, the moon used to shift the tide in Cornwall at certain times of the year by eight meters. So, if that has the power to move the tide by eight meters, what on earth is it doing to us? And yeah. even if you just ask yourself that question, it just makes you think differently that just maybe, just maybe there's something that we can't see that's really impacting us. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Kimberly, how can people find you? So I am the Feng Shui Flow pretty much everywhere apart from TikTok because I think I'm too old for that. I tried it a couple of times. <laughs> never so I'm TikTok. the Feng Shui Flow on Instagram. I have a podcast, the Feng Shui Flow Series 2 will be coming out by the time this is out. And my website is fengshuiflow.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your Feng Shui wisdom with us. Um, what I'll do is I'll pop all of Kimberly's links in the show notes as well so that you can all find it. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show Kimberly I've really enjoyed our chat thank you I've loved it my cheeks literally ache from smiling so much so thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much and for everyone else if you've enjoyed this episode please don't forget to rate review or subscribe I really would appreciate it and go and follow Kimberly and I will see you all next Friday for another episode have a lovely weekend everyone bye A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 